0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources.
1: So we're staying with the question just a little bit longer here as it comes to a possible recession, as it comes to the, the price of oil and gas, and the rhetoric that goes with it. If you missed our last segment, uh, just had a, uh, a real deep dive uh, with uh, with Catherine Rample of the Washington Post. She wrote a great piece uh, specifically to Democrats in terms of the rhetoric and the way they're talking about what's going on and how that might impact what takes place in the 2022 midterm elections. And she was, she was very clear, and I, I love the fact that Catherine pointed out that it is hard enough when governing to get the right result, even if... Even if you got the diagnosis absolutely correct, it's still hard (laughs) to get the right prescription and to get it filled and implemented so you get the right outcome. It's hard. But it is impossible to get the right result if you're not willing to face what it is, what the reality is. So she was very cautionary to many of the Democrats to say, look, you, you can't deny that Inflation is here. Uh, and again, there was sort of this this path over the course of 2021, where first it, it wasn't a thing. And then for about six months, they said, well, it's a, it's a transitory thing. And now they've just accepted that it's a thing. So they've at least accepted that it is a thing. Now, the question is, of course, everyone's going to point fingers and place blame. And we're seeing that blame game go back and forth. So the Democrats are saying, "Well, this is this is Vladimir Putin's fault." That seems like an easy scapegoat at the moment. Mitch McConnell came out for the Republicans just moments ago and said, "Not, not, not, not so fast. Uh, this is not a Vladimir Putin recession. This is not a uh, Vladimir Putin-driven inflation." And and so the finger pointing is going back and forth. Uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, from the president's cabinet saying, "Hey, there's not much we can do in terms of." You know, these prices, especially as it relates to oil and gas. So a lot of shoulder shrugging, as you know, on this program, we talk about uh, shoulder squaring, not shoulder shrugging. And I think that's going to be the big debate and the big challenge for both Democrats and Republicans going into the midterms. Uh, They can both just point fingers at each other. And guess what? That doesn't do anything for the American people. So who will lead? But I think that leading, you have to start with a very clear understanding of where you are. And if you can't have enough courage, uh, Catherine Rappel, again, from the Washington Post, said, you got to be honest and say, look, this is what we tried to do. This is where we are. And here's what we think we need to do next. And having a little bit of courageous vulnerability. The American people appreciate that. The American people will accept that as long as you have a plan to move forward. A plan that includes a plan, not a finger point. Uh, she cautioned she she cautioned President Biden don't don't turn this into a populist. Uh, let's let's make it the the big bad oil executives' fault. Uh, don't wag the finger. There is the way Catherine put it. Just have a, a real conversation. Now, one of the things that we have been tracking uh, and been looking at is how the, the rise in, in oil prices, that oil supply, uh, how that can impact a possible recession. And so as oil prices have obviously gone up, they've gone up over the course of the last year, and they've gone up, of course, over the last three weeks with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And yes, that is causing pain to the pump for all of us, all around the world, especially here in America. We're, we're feeling that. The real worry should be that will these skyrocketing oil prices lead to a recession? Now, there was a great piece on full stack economics uh, by uh, Timothy Lee. And he did some, uh, some really nice analysis, just some real practical, tactical analysis, which we love. And he said that the U.S. has had seven recessions in the last 50 years. He said four of those. 73, 80, 81, and 1990 were preceded by conflicts in the Middle East that disrupted oil supplies and drove up oil prices. Two others, two other recessions is what he's referring to in 2001-2007 followed oil price increases driven by strong demand rather than supply disruptions. So if, if you look at those Recessions over the last 50 years, oil prices have always been a part of recessions. So, so then the question becomes, will history repeat itself? And with obviously war going on in Ukraine, uh, oil prices are twice as high as they were a year ago. And that obviously makes a lot of economists really nervous, and rightfully so. Uh, But we also have to make sure we factor in all of these other pieces. Uh, We've heard a lot and we've talked a lot about energy independence. And I agree that it doesn't necessarily protect consumers. Uh, It can have an impact on the front end, to be sure. And uh, so that's one that we have to, to look at. Does energy independence solve that problem? I don't think it solves it. I think it impacts it, to be sure. Uh, but it's not it's not a uh, easy easy button kind of fix for anything. Uh, we also talk about you know new energy products and going green. Uh, again, those are all things that are going to take time to develop and to to move forward on. Uh, so that's that's not the short term answer for sure. but again, an important conversation about a long term solution, which is what we should be after. And to me, that's the real key to all of this, is making sure that we aren't so obsessed with the short-term political solution that it keeps us a safe distance from the long-term economic solution and the solution that will be best for the American people. And so, yes, is there a, a threat of a recession following All of this uh, oil disruption? Absolutely. It's how we go about it. Will we diagnose the problem properly? And then will we have an open, honest debate in front of the American people to come up with the prescription and the solution? And will we have the discipline to go past politics and make it work? Stick around. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more. Hour number two of Inside Sources coming up next on KSL News Radio. news now on the mobile app for ksl news radio sponsored by any hour services listen at home or anywhere you go ksl fm middale ksl salt lake city this is utah's news station i'm dave cawley investigative journalist and host of the podcast cold don't miss cold's new season three where i look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie warren a woman last seen leaving her job at a salt lake city office in 1985